It's Coalfield and Company. Thank God it's... Cofield and Company, Nova Home Loan Studios, Jordan, it's Friday, much to get to, much to get to, let's not waste any more time. It's time for The Three, presented by Nova Home Loans, call now at 877-700-NOVA. We got a bunch of fight talk coming up in the 5 o'clock hour in the Big Five and also Al Bernstein, legendary boxing announcer, will join us, so plenty to get into I'm a little leery on these future fights, but uh, especially in the heavyweight division. But we just saw news come down that Manny Pacquiao isn't retiring, uh, and it looks like he's going to fight Errol Spence. Fury Wilder 3 could be here. And then uh, McGregor and Dustin Poirier, as long as we do what Dana White wants to do, packed house, right? It has to be 100%. Yeah. Or else. Uh, McGregor, Poirier, July 10th, July 24th, Fury Wilder 3. August 21st, Pac-Man Spence. Also rumors that SummerSlam could be here that same weekend from WWE. Fired up? For SummerSlam? No. It's, well, no? You don't want to see Vegas make money? Sure. Let, let's let it be here. Am I fired up to see it? No. I, no, I couldn't. Well, you, but we're fired up for the event. We want events. Absolutely. Right? Let's yeah. have events. Of course. So it could be crazy. Uh, all three going to happen? Also, get your SummerSlam tickets here. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but we'll be giving them away. So it's, Good. We'll see. We'll see. I can't. I honestly can't believe wrestling is still a thing. But e- either way, that's a whole. It is. It's uh, bigger than ever. I, I don't know if that's true. It's big. It does well. It's fine. The, the boxing, yeah, for sure. Excited. I mean, do I think Pacquiao's Mets is a good fight? Not really. But um, it's coronation cool, it's cool to have it. Yeah. Handing off the baton. Yeah, for sure. Um, the heavyweight fight. Should be fun if it happens. That's the thing. So we yeah. always have these bout agreements, and then they seem, especially with the heavyweights, they seem to be like ten percent guaranteed. Especially if it's really at Allegiant Stadium, like well, that would awesome. be awesome. That's well, awesome. I mean, if one of these things, maybe SummerSlam. Oh, maybe, that, maybe SummerSlam. Wouldn't that have to be? We'd have to have you know you have to have at least one of these events. You would think at Allegiant. Uh, David Irving, as of now, will not be at Allegiant. He was part of the mix in the defensive line for the Raiders. Cut. Released. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I guess he could go to another team that plays against the Raiders and be at Allegiant Stadium. But I get, your, I get your your segue. Of yeah. he, he could, and with the Raiders, he could also be back. D- yeah, that's they, fair, they, too. There's a lot of guys they've cut, and they continue to come back when they need them. Yeah, but for right now, it uh, didn't work out with the team. They have a lot of numbers now, a lot of depth on the defensive line. He was going to be a guy that was fighting for, um, you know, those one of those spots. Uh, but it looks like, for whatever reason, the, the Raiders now have uh, – Decided to move on. It looks like he, you know, was not at OTAs uh, this week, so wasn't around uh, for you know some of these activities that are going on the field. Um, so maybe, maybe that mess, message sent. If you're on the cusp, you need to be here. That's probably part of it. Some small part of hey, like you know, be around. Adam's very serious today. He's very serious today. I think we need to we get we need to get him to laugh a little bit. We'll see if either one of these uh, Ari and I both chose. Some audio that we thought was kind of funny, interesting. Uh, Ari's up first. Uh, he's got a woman talking about her internal monologue, internal voice. 
So you know how when you're thinking, you have a voice in your head and that voice is your voice and it is saying, oh, now I'm going to the kitchen, now I'm doing this. That guy's an idiot. Oh, brother, get me out of this conversation. Well, maybe 50% of the people who are watching this do not because it turns out to my extreme surprise that only 50% of the population thinks with an internal monologue. Like what happens in your brain without that internal monologue? Like there's a full voice in there and science says that 50% of people don't think with a voice. How are you thinking? Pictures? Are you just seeing pictures? Funny. Thought-provoking. I would like to see the study. I can't, like, to me that would be, it would have to be less than 5% that don't. That's what I thought too. 50% seems incredibly high. Yes. Ari was blown away by this. Because Ari doesn't have a internal monologue. No. I was going to say, I, I, I would imagine, I mean, I... I, again, I'd like to see the study. I would imagine it have something to do. Maybe there's something to do with intelligence. What was your thinking on this, Ari? It, it seemed like, well, definitely like our type of people. I don't want to generalize, but like, you know, like media, creatives and that. Like, yeah, I would think pretty much everyone on this show that's, you know, here right now would be on the same wavelength on that. I would think. Wait, our kind of people. You're the same as us? <laughs> yeah, don't group yourself in with us. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, if anything, I'm complimenting you job. guys. I'm, I'm also, giving you a compliment, Adam. Oh no, no, also, I'm not. I'm saying we we have to we have to think outside the box. We have to think of things and be creative, and we're constantly, you know, generating ideas and trying to execute them. That's how I do anyway. So I am constantly. Isn't, you guys know I can't stop talking anyway. So of course my head is just words, a monologue. I assume. I assume most of yours is why is this person in my office? <laughs> how come that person's not wearing a mask? What did she say, how can I God, get out I of this? hate that people are coming back into the building. How can I get out of this conversation? Like she said, yeah, I was dead on. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right, the internal voice. No, I, I will I will say one issue that I have. Like my internal voice doesn't stop. It's like narrating, whatever you want to call it, all the no, you're, time. You're actually borderline sick because of it. Um yeah, but I also like there's times where like I'll have like some conversation or like my right. internal model will go say something and I won't remember if that was real or not. Right. Like I'll be like, wait, we had that conversation. Yeah. Like, no, you did to yourself in yeah. your head. That's me all the time. Yeah. Like, once I start speaking, I'm like, did I already say that to you like four times? Yeah. Like, no, I thought it in my mind four times of how to say it and how to God, we're smart. Best articulate. And complicated. It. Yes, exactly. Uh, I personally am a slob. have eaten like a pig for years and years and years. I'm doing okay. Uh, I feel like in a lot of ways when I watch Bert Kreischer, that when he starts talking about what a pig he is and uh, like like uh, out of control and undisciplined, I'm like, he's making millions off of like me, like what what I do. Didn't you not what, like? Didn't you not like the Netflix show? I, because because as I watched it, I'm like, eh, so what? Like what he was doing wasn't that wild. Like this the, the you know this unbridled pleasure that he has for eating and he can't get in shape. I'm like, yeah, we that's. That's what we talk about. We do it on the show. So I saw this video pop up, and I forget what's the, what's the other comedian's name. I wanted to look it up. Tom something. Tom Segura. Yeah. So they're doing. I guess they're doing their podcast or something. And the the big first of all, Kreitcher laughs all the time. So oh, laughter yeah. is contagious. They this is Kreitcher's drinking like a big um, you know metal uh, cup, right? You know, we've everyone's got these these new uh, these new insulated cups, and they're water, 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 water. You're always drinking water, and you're watching. You're like, oh, they're really trying to get in shape. Drinking water. Well, listen here as Segura finds out what Kreitcher is drinking. <laughs> you drinking Kool-Aid to start your day? Really? It's so good. 
What kind? Red. It's watered down. It's not too bad. You are drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're drinking 64 ounce Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so much sugar. They're like, good for that guy. He drinks a lot of water. It's Kool-Aid. <laughs> Yes. And as I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, my 64-ounce Mountain Dew and pudding pies, like, big deal. Do you still eat, get the no, pudding I, pies? No, I, I don't. And okay. that's the great... But, but I... I do have runs with I, I do have runs with things where, like, it's not it's not healthy. Like, I had a run for a while. I was like, boy, I love horchata. And I was just like... I was, like, filling up jugs of it. <laughs> but, to, but, to, but to Scorer's point, you know, you see people with this insulated cup and you're like oh man they're really down on water and he's just got the kool-aid in there it's just freaking overloaded with it sugar seems excessive i mean the kool-aid <laughs> is basically just pure, well when you make it i mean obviously it's not on its own but when you yeah. make it you make it with a lot of sugar uh it's an insane amount of sugar i also like that he's like what kind of kool-aid is it red because <laughs> that is a flavor of kool-aid yeah. you don't you don't you never list the actual flavor it's just red or green or i understand whatever. i do understand why kreitzer connects with people because he is like such the joe average guy but you, you also know it's not just laughter it's it's all emotions yeah so there's like uh and I, I wish i could remember the time traveler i think the movie is he's talked about i've listened to his podcast too much and i've seen him on interviews and stuff but he was on a radio show where he had he had revealed like he can't stop crying at this movie yeah and so they they put it on like Starts. in the studio and he was bawling like bawling <laughs> it, his his swing of emotions is great and maybe that's because he has so much sugar all the time Nova Home Loans brings you the three. It's a refi raid at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. Not much, my friend. Good to see you guys. It's been a while. You uh, you road trip last week to Oregon? I did. I did. Business. Uh, went down there, met a bunch of real estate agents, got licensed up there. Went to Portland. Believe it or not, there's still a bunch of lunatics down there. Okay. <laughs> like, we couldn't stay in Portland. We had to stay oh, wow. kind of out, like, kind of the Summerlin of Portland. All right. And, uh, yeah, it's nice up there. That's uh, good. Uh, that'll be a good segue for later on. We're going to talk to a guy from Portland about, about the A's maybe going to Portland yeah. and, get, and get the lay of the land in Portland. So uh, we come out of the gates here. we got a bunch of stuff to get into. Again, the housing market's crazy, especially for the super wealthy. And we always like to start out talking about celebrity houses. Wow. Boy, that is not a big house. It's, it's uh, no, insane, the, the right? L.A., the house that was in training day. Remember yeah. where uh, Love that Ethan Hawke gets trapped? Yeah. yeah, yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That was one of the yeah. best scenes we, ever. We find out, you know, the, or the big brother finds out that yeah. uh, Ethan Hawke had saved his sister because <laughs> that did not look like a fancy house. It's one point one million dollars. Yeah, uh, you know, up on a hill, but it's L.A. It's L.A. Doesn't matter. Seventeen hundred <laughs> square foot house, one point one five, three bedroom. All right, and it's probably two hundred grand more just because it's the training yeah. day house, right? and it probably needs two hundred grand more to <laughs> fix up, without a doubt. Unless, unless they uh, they made it look kind of junky yeah. inside. Maybe it's been upgraded. Who knows? 
Yeah, we always uh, we get into these these name houses, these novelty houses. Um, you also saw that, you know, Brady, Tom Brady was running a house mm-hmm. in Tampa from Jeter. Yeah. I wonder if he got a discount. Do you think he got the Tom Brady special? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that, that house is pretty or, nice. Or Jeter Hardcore, he's just like, no. Nope, Remember sorry. when we, what was his, uh, the Barstool uh, Sports guy, Dave Portnoy? Yeah, yeah. Didn't he 40 grand for, that, that house looked like nothing compared yeah. to this. Yeah. So. We were talking about Portnoy and how he was bragging about how much rent he was paying, and Dustin looked at the house, he's like, hey, overpaying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to know, does does Jeter make Brady pay first and last? <laughs> yeah. Security deposit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like, I don't trust you, bro. Did he, did he do a credit check? Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be tremendous. Call my people. Let me run your and Brady's like, actually, my wife makes more than me, so run hers. <laughs> yeah. It's always amazing when you talk about guys like Jeter and, and Brady and the money they have. So that house is insane. That house just sold for... 22 and a dollars. Okay. And, and the, it's 22,000 square feet. And what did he buy it for? That's that's the crazy thing. 2005, I think he bought it for 2.3 million. Oh my god, really? Yeah. So they got, well, you know, I'm sure he put a good 5 million into it, but that's a pretty good yeah, ROI. <laughs> so now, you know, he's going to take a bath on that ugly castle he bought in New York, so at least he got some of his money back. I was, we talked about that what 2 weeks ago that yeah. he's got a castle that he's having trouble selling. <laughs> yeah, in Westchester County happens. in New York. It ha- I mean, those are tough resales. <laughs> for not a whole lot yeah. of people in the market for a castle. No. Uh, I was actually reading a lot about uh, the the mansion in Rhode Island, the Breakers. I don't know if, you, if you've heard about this place. It's no. I, I for some reason was doing like a, a a dive into the researching it. It was built in like the early like late 1800s, I think, for seven million dollars in the late 1800s. Oh, was it like a Vanderbilt house. <laughs> it was the Vanderbilt was summer yeah, summer yeah. house. Summer house. Uh, it's now worth supposedly 150 million. Like how would but you it ever must be sell? 100,000 square feet or something on it's, 20 it's acres. 70 rooms. Yeah. Gotcha. There's a gold room that was like built in <laughs> Europe and then they <laughs> flew wow. it over and and built it like insane. I mean the, the separation of wealth with the robber barons like what the money they had even compared to the richest people now. Oh, they're way I mean, way past that. It's crazy. I mean I don't know if they're past yeah. Bezos but like we're talking yeah. Bezos level the, yeah. the separation yeah. between you know the average person and and the Vanderbilts, Carnegie's. How would you ever sell 150 million? <laughs> so there's going to be someone out there who'll buy it, yeah. right? There Which is. We've seen I, the, the luxury market. Well, it's been like six, eight months now. Yeah. Everything sells. I know. And you look at like, well, think of that. 150 million. So these guys dropped out on a boat without even thinking about it. Like, why not a house? You know, like, well, they've been trying to sell this $500 million house in LA forever. Like, it's a back home. It's literally it's insane. So they, they actually dropped the price on that. So apparently billionaires do have their Budgets. Well, then drop it from them. Yeah. I might be interested. To like three fifty, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do an open house on it next week. At five hundred, I would I would have not even looked. But now at three fifty, I'm going to You have to Google that house. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's unbelievable. The uh, Dustin Hart's with us. Nova Home Loans. Talking a little real estate. We're going to get to the Raiders schedule because he's a season ticket holder at Allegiant. Eight seven 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 hundred Nova is the number here at Nova Home Loans. So the the second the second home purchase market, you know, vacation home market is, is crazy, yeah. and it's a lot of the a lot of the resort mm-hmm. uh, destinations where you would just go for a few months here and there. But so many people are working from home, mm-hmm. so there was a story saying that like Cape Cod is exploding because mm-hmm. you know it's it's not it's not a short ride from Boston, but mm-hmm. now people are like, oh, I'll just I'll live there a lot, right? Um, and then my home area, sort of the Jersey Shore, yeah. There was a whole story on like, you know, it takes six eight months to get a place, mm-hmm. and then. Because what they did was they did a thousand zip codes, median listing price of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and up, mm-hmm. and like all those those places, there's no inventory. 
Well, that's everywhere. There's no inventory, but yeah, but you're you right. But you figure like yeah. 750000 mm-hmm. on up, million-dollar houses, they're going to be on the market a while, and they're going like that. See, I mean, it's great. The luxury market here is just as hot as the you know 300000 or below market. It's it's insane. I mean, everybody's going nuts and buying these houses. And I, I in fact, sometimes I think the luxury market's even hotter. It's nuts. Yeah, but you, as you said, the second home purchases are up over 100% since pre-COVID. I mean, everybody's going to buy their vacation home right now. And so, I mean, I, is Jersey Shore, is it nice? Like, do you, is it, <laughs> like, what's the house there look like? Well, Does anything look like California or is it a completely different, like, type of house? There's all different types of yeah, houses. Gotcha. Uh, you know what, I'll, uh, like I'll eclectic, show you the story during the break. And yeah. there's. There's stuff that goes back to the 1920s. Sure. And then there's modern Fine. stuff that gotcha. a lot of times they'll knock down a house from the 1920s. But gotcha. yeah, there's there's massive places. Um, as, an, as an example, it was so hard for, there was a guy who lived in northern New Jersey mm-hmm. and was looking down around like Seaside, right? Which is, you know, the TV show Seaside, mm-hmm. Jersey Shore um, in a town there. Uh, Normandy Beach, and they're like, we can't find anything. So mm-hmm. let's go another hour and a half further, or not, been an hour south, and we'll go there. Then hmm. they found some. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, but we talked about this during a pandemic. Yeah. Everything was going to change with, mm-hmm. or lots was going to change with people where they're like, I don't need to be in the center of the action anymore. So sure. I can go somewhere pretty far away from my old yeah, office. I can work in my house. <laughs> so I might as well go live in the ocean. Yeah. This That's guy crazy. got a house uh, with a dock on a lagoon. I think they threw the boat in, right? He paid seven eighty five, and you know what? Throw in the boat. So he bought the boat too. There you go. It's awesome. It's it's great. Well, it's good for you guys. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, (laughs) like, it's great. (laughs) That's funny, dude. (laughs) It's not great when they pay cash, though. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. It's good segue. Thank you. How about this? So there was a story um, about the top ten metro areas where people are paying cash and believe it or not one of the hottest markets in the country is reno yeah so thinking about that i mean what's that about three hours from san fran right so that's the you know silicon valley area high tech you know look a million dollar house in san fran that's that's like 1200 square feet that's built in 1940 that needs 300,000 in renovations you know what i mean and you've got the huge property taxes huge income taxes right so you know, hey, why not go to Lake Tahoe? In my opinion, Lake Tahoe is one of the most beautiful real estates in the country. You know what I mean? And I can just drop whatever it is and buy a beautiful home for cash. That makes sense to me. But looking on that list, it was kind of weird. Like number two was Racine, Wisconsin or something. I didn't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't even it. know what that is. I don't know why that's the number two destination. But hey, go figure. Yeah, I mean, Reno makes sense. We're seeing, uh, you know, Idaho. Yep. Uh, Montana, the Dakotas, they're all hot areas because people want to kind of escape. Yeah. California migrants from on my end, I see more of, I've got 200, you know, I still have a big mortgage there. You know, I cashed out 300 grand. I can now move to Vegas. So I'm putting 20% down on that nice home in Summerlin that looks nothing like that house that I have in LA. You know what I mean? That's more what I see. You know what I mean? On my desk. Dustin Hart is with us, Scott. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Bay Area people going to Reno. I mean, Sacramento has become kind of the same sure. as the Bay Area now too. Yeah, it's course. not the Bay Area. That was the big debate last <laughs> week, but it's an extension. And like I, I have I have family that was like Sacramento. Is, it's insanely expensive yeah, now, and I've moved out to other uh, parts of you know parts of the country. But it's not even just the Bay Area. It's also also Sacramento people moving across. Yeah. 
Reno. We're going to take their baseball team, too. Yeah, we might. Hopefully. That's my team. I've been hearing that for 20 years, though. Do you want them to come here? Absolutely. So you don't care if they bail on on the uh well, I feel bad. There. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, that sounds a little. How many games? Mean, how many games? Can no, you I don't go care. To, right? Yeah, you. Nice <laughs> games, yeah, Raiders games. I'll get season tickets well, for that. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I would, because yeah, the A's are my favorite team. If you own the A's, where would you want to be here? We've had this debate the last week or so because there's yeah. there's ideas of stadiums going on, or uh, you know, going in all over. Where Las would Vegas. I want them? I would want them by the M because it would, oh, you just would be easier for me to get okay. there. Well, no, 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 I got you. Yeah, you own the A's. Where would you want to be? Sure, I'd want to be on the strip, just like just like you know. The Knights and then the Raiders for sure, one hundred percent. Am I wrong? Are we wrong on this? No. Like I hear all yeah. these projects again. M, uh, south of the South Point, you know, mm-hmm. Warm Springs, LV Boulevard, Wild Wild West, um, Old Wet and Wild, sure, Rio, Rio, Cashman. Right. Uh, Willie Ramirez came on uh, earlier in the week. He's like, "How about by the track, by or, the Speedway, or like, even downtown? Okay. Might make sense." Hey, you're Cashman. You know, yeah, exactly. Okay, I didn't know yeah. you said Cashman. Yeah, absolutely. But you if know? you're the A's owner. With a one hundred percent, I don't think I don't think they're coming here unless they're up. And I don't know where the money's coming from, too. Did we figure that part out? Yet? What do you think, Adam? Rio site? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought I thought the, I thought the Raiders should have gone to Wild Wild West site, so maybe that's the site too. Might be too close. The, the Raiders are the Raiders are going to fight this tooth and nail, no matter what. Why? They don't want to. Well, they they hate the A's. They don't want them here. Really? Uh, yeah, so I was pointing that out yesterday. Uh, like anyone tied to the Raiders, you're going to hear a message that screw the A's. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh, okay. Which is why I think some of the, you know, some of the dignitaries in, you know, Nevada in Las Vegas are not, you know, really yep. participating in this. I, I am fascinated to see what Governor Sisolak does because he helped pave the way. He was he cozied up, real big time with the Raiders. Was a giant fan of it. Does he just not say anything? Is he anti? baseball coming here well he's not attending the the tour Is right right oh mm. wow so what are the odds this happens like well i think 10 percent. i think he just like, gave you right? adam just gave you a good reason that it might be <laughs> right. a, an even longer shot than we believe yeah. gotcha so yeah. It, yeah it's not happening that's what you're saying so they're gonna fight it yeah. <laughs> and i don't think the a's plan would be to you know invest a billion dollars in building a stadium on their own when they could have done that you know sure that makes sense. Uh, they're gonna so, need public money yeah and or there's gonna have to be someone private who steps up with a lot a lot of money Foley? <laughs> Why would somebody do that without the team? Yeah. Like you'd step up and buy yeah, the that's team. Good. Yeah, duh, that makes sense. <laughs> I think right. the A's want to be the beneficiaries right. of this. I don't think they want to give the team. I to mean, somebody. if you if you made if say say it's Foley, right? If you got the Rio and then you could do a stadium and then it's residential, it's retail, is it worth you to have the A's as your tenant? Do you get a portion of the team? That's what you that's what you would need. And are they selling the Foley? I sure. guess is the big question, right? I, well, I well, don't want to say it because I think there is going to be a city out there that is going to freaking bend over and give them whatever they well, want. Well, I, I think if we didn't have the Raiders here, it'd be a slam dunk. Yeah, that's wow. the, the the A should have been first in the market. Yeah, they should have been here first before anybody else. Right, and they and, had a chance and over they had a chance and over and over again. And they didn't. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're right. Like literally, I've been hearing this for twenty years. Being an A's fan, if you might come to Vegas. Just put them in the Aviator Stadium and call it a day. Yeah, believe <laughs> you me, know? there was a good story yesterday in the yard. They talked about the early finances. Yeah. They so make let, more money than they would for the rest. Yeah. We'll get into the numbers of that. And on the way back, I also want to talk about the Raiders' schedule coming out. Uh, Dustin Hart is with us. He's a season ticket holder. And I want the take from the season ticket holders who paid you know, a little higher price on the PSLs. And if they're going to go to all the games, that they plan on selling some of the games, we'll go through the schedule and we'll talk about which games you have to go to. 
Cofield got his mortgage tuned up. You should too. Call 877-700-NOVA now to lower your interest rate and lower your payments. It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. So we were just talking about the A's moving to Vegas, right? Real estate, they need land, they need a stadium. Dustin DeHart is here. Experts from Nova Home Loans, 877-700-NOVA is the number. Yeah, the RJ story yesterday was talking about average ticket price of 24 bucks. With right now attendance of fifty five hundred right. at uh, at Oakland Coliseum Coliseum. or whoever the sponsor is, yeah. they're getting fifty five hundred. They're allowed to get twelve one. People aren't. I mean, you can tell people are getting sullied on the whole thing. They're like, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the get in price, well, not get in median get in price at uh, LV Ballpark is like sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you do, you know, if you could do ten thousand, they could do that for a couple of years. I mean, it's not a giant money maker, yeah. but their situation's getting so pathetic unless they come up with something in Oakland. Yeah. I guess that's it's a lot better bridge than what we had for the Raiders. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, have you guys ever been in the Coliseum? Like last time Many I went, times. I was right behind home plate, like expensive tickets. And it's so bad. Like you go to the bathroom, you can't you have to go at a certain time because if it's in between innings, that's when the, the visitors players are walking up the ramp and like, oh, there's Robinson Cano. You can't go by there. Like, it's so bad. It's crazy. Oh God. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a good it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it gets done. I, uh, I still think they can get something done, and I think they should stay in that market. But we'll be in the running for it. So I'm not a hater. I know there are a lot of people here who have already picked their agenda and are tied into certain – you know, tied into the Raiders and right. So it'll be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird thing. If uh, we'll see if a, you know, a billionaire steps up, some super rich people step up and they're like, yeah, we're, we want to bring them here. I mean, just real quick. Do you think baseball works here or we will struggle? Um, well, I mean, again, it's a loaded question yeah, because if, if the strip is off limits, which sure. is what Adam's kind of suggesting, if, you know, if the Raiders don't want them here, then there could be some powers, you know, flexing the muscle and say, you're not going to be on the strip. Right. It, will it work just as a, will it work down at the M? Are we going to get any tourists to go all the way down there? Right. Okay. Nothing against the M, but that that's far far off the strip or south of the South Point. It's also Raiders territory. That's a good point. Yeah, they're yeah, not exactly. going to be walking down there. So it was like the South Point far enough. Like what? Like is Willie's idea yeah. of being up? Uh, okay, we'll put him up in speedways, right? Is that far enough away? Yeah, that doesn't work, right? <laughs> the Mesquite Ace. Think of it. The cat. I, I think the Cashman site would be neat if it it absolutely has to revitalize that area because right now it's a freaking mess. It is, and that might be a reason that someone would be into doing a big public private partnership to rebuild the area yeah and make and make it sort of what the you know at the lowest level the soccer team has this crew that will hang out downtown and they walk over to the stadium that would be neat and it actually well it would suck because we're not going to get all the oakland a's fans from oakland that that always that always kind of felt like on the ground in oakland that kind of felt like the vibe the a's have with their fan base more of a soccer fan base yeah Mm -hmm. i can see that I, i just feel like for a major league team, you would need to get rid of like pretty much everything in between downtown and yep. that stadium. It Can't get rid of that Seven Eleven. That's a hopping <laughs> I, place. I know that, that is. Hopping, <laughs> hop, hopping sometimes not in a good way. I mean, it is, that is yeah. some interesting stuff goes down. There's some great food trucks. <laughs> There's along like the way. four. Yeah. Well, the, the taco stand is it's the best. Taco Legendary. Yep. Uh, so I'd hope they'd find they a way don't to get rid of that. Build that. around the taco. I, I would yeah, assume the one at the tire shop. I would assume everything there is is for sale. Sure. I don't know if anyone. I mean, I guess uh, if, if you have a baseball team there, then all of a sudden everyone there is going to be like, "Wow, okay, not I finally get the cash." In. Maybe that's why everyone's holding on to the stuff. Right. Not the taco stand. Th- that can stay. 
Okay. Don't buy that out. Right. Or at least find a place. Like, build around it. <laughs> you know, the the, uh, the interesting thing downtown, too, is that that whole area on the 15 is going to be jacked up for a while. I don't know if it's anticipation of Cashman being revitalized, but they're gonna they're changing like all the exits there for a couple of miles. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Yes, it's coming. <laughs> Thank God I never go there. <laughs> so they finished the spaghetti bowl, but as soon as you're as you're going, uh, whatever direction to the east on 95, right past the spaghetti bowl is going to be a nightmare. But it, it actually does <laughs> need it. It's terrible with bottlenecks. So I love talking about the spaghetti bowl. It's my favorite topic because I have to drive through there all the time, and I'm like, why? Why is it like this? It should be done by 2072. So the Raiders schedule comes out. Yeah. Uh, you get a preseason game. You get a bonus regular season game. That's freaking awesome, mm-hmm. right? You get yep. nine. Yep. Each year it's going to rotate. It'll be eight and nine. So when you looked at the schedule, were there some games where you're like, I'm going to that? Or or because yeah. you didn't get to go last year and you paid a good number for your PSLs, yeah. are you like, I'm going every freaking game? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I looked at the prices I could get for them. So I, I'm all, I almost have to sell one game at least. Yeah. And I know I, there's a game I'm going to miss or, or two. I just know me. But – just looking like Philly. Do I really go want to go to the Eagles game? I don't know. Maybe not. But I would look earlier today, and it was like, I don't know. I think I get four thousand bucks for both tickets. You know what I mean? Hello. Or no, no. Yeah, at least there actually was about five thousand. Sorry, they're like oh twenty five hundred a piece. And get just the here. preseason, I think I get fifteen hundred dollars. So I sell both of those. You know, I don't go to the Eagles. I sell the preseason. And I got my money back. Like, people listening makes sense to me. People listening <laughs> is is Dustin a jerk for doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I wonder, I'm not yeah. calling you jerk, but I wonder if Raiders fans are like, what the hell are you doing? You know, my, my like, friends that are Philly fans are probably calling me a jerk. I don't know. But yeah, no, why well, wouldn't you? you, you now, I don't, don't have know. to be a jerk. Hey, like, hey, I mean, hey, that's friends, what, buy the tickets. Do, well, are you, do they actually sell for that? I don't know. That's they're going to be seen. I also but, wonder, like, it, the, the prices now in the secondary market are insane. Yeah. And I wonder if that's like optimism and people are like freaking out. Like, that's I guess I'm going to do that. Yeah. Or is it going to go up as it gets closer or will it, yeah, will it crash as it gets closer? Point. I'm not sure. Yeah. And, but, and, and by the jerk comment, I mean, like, is it our, is it your duty as a season ticket holder to make it a good home environment for every game and not sell your tickets? Yeah. And well, well only Raiders fans <laughs> can buy these tickets from California. And we're on the visitor side too. Oh, okay. So, I mean, Oh, wow. <laughs> there did, you did go. You, did you get to pick that? Yeah, you did right. Did yeah, you do that so on purpose. I well, I Aaron Taylor, he, we bought tickets together, and he said, "Well, you, if we ever sell a ticket, this will make it easier." I'm like, "Okay, that's a good point." Yeah, you guys <laughs> like, are you guys are smart. Yeah. <laughs> he bought four, and oh, he wow. was like, I, "Well, I can tell are you there, this: are, are there, is it six straight seats?" Yeah, no. Well, so we're uh, he's a little uh, we're on the end seat. He's yeah. he's lower lower than us, and we're about five rows up. Um, we, we only needed two. He tends to over two things, but it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that the, like you asked, like who's going to sell their season tickets. Well, if you asked Aaron like a year ago, like he could not wait to go to the Raiders games and he even bought the $1,500 brick that's engraved. Like, I don't know why you need to walk by a brick and go I spent $1,500 <laughs> on that every, every time you go to a game. But now talking to him like a couple weeks ago. He's like, man, I'm not really that. He goes, I mean, I'm going to go to some. I, I think he's going to sell most of them and probably make uh, a lot I, of money. I've actually, when you guys go to that, uh, if you don't go to the preseason game, when you go to that Monday night game, I think you exactly the, right. The, the I think he's going to go nuts. He's going to be so fired up. I know. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I don't know what why he had a paradigm shift in his thoughts, but that's what he told well, me. I mean, we didn't get to knows. go to the games. It changes things. Yeah. When it's not in front of you, it's not real. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be real yeah. once that thing opens up and that first game is going to be bonkers. Yeah. So it's going to be so I mean, the first preseason game, we had we had someone messages last week for the Seattle game, and someone's like, 
hey, I can't go to the regular season game, but I scored two tickets for two twenty-five <laughs> a piece, four hundred fifty dollars to go to and, a preseason. And game. I almost, I know I'm going to sell those because I want my first experience to be that Monday night game. Okay, you know what I mean. And I, I think I was going to do that anyways. You know, and I so might even. Get the date got announced today, by the way. We, we saw that, right? What's that? What's the it? date finally got announced for that game? Which one? Time? Date and time for the preseason? Oh, it oh, wasn't okay. announced. I didn't know that. the the schedule was announced, oh, gotcha. but they put out the dates and times. Oh, okay. All right. so, we'll get that. We'll cool. get those details before we get you out of here. It's very important. Uh, May is a big month. Yes, Military Appreciation Month. It is, uh, and we are waiving a, our lender fee, which is adds up to twelve ninety nine. You know, we've got till the end of the May to lock that loan in and waive that processing fee. I've done a ton of VA loans this month because of that. So. Give us a call. I'd love to help you out if you're a veteran. And if you're not, let's get that mortgage tuned up. You know, rates are still really low. And if you're looking to buy a house, call us because we can definitely help you get your offer accepted. 877-700-NOVA. There you go. That's the number. 877-700-NOVA. Dustin, have a good weekend. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Trust Us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at 577-2600 to learn how to purchase a home with $20,000 in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now, 577-2600. Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. Well, as we look into the story of the A's exploring other markets, this gets more and more interesting. Uh, we talked to a dude from Nashville in the media, and he seemed kind of bullish on the possibility that Nashville could be a good home for the A's. We're kind of split here. We have we have media people here who are aligned with the Raiders and are like, nope, hard no. Uh, I'm down the middle on all of this. I, I want to, if it benefits, if public money is going to benefit us, I'd like to get the best deal possible. We didn't get that with the Raiders Stadium, but that's all right. Um, we're seeing some of the benefits now. I think every market's going to be different, you know? There's going to be hardcore sports fans in markets who are going to like, yeah, you know, bring Major League Baseball. And then there's going to be others who are like, hey, fiscally, it doesn't make sense. So it's a weird time for a baseball team to try and move and get a sweetheart deal. Could Portland be the market that steps up with a lot of money? Uh, Dirk Johnson's done radio for a while in Portland and gives Cofield and company a couple minutes. How are you, sir? Doing good, guys. How about you? We're good. I'm going to make the obnoxious joke uh, that if I lived in Portland, I would want to punch people in the face, but I'll, I'll say it because uh, I'm sure you hear this all the time. Is, this ta- is the town still there? Has it been raised as we've seen uh, on TV, or is, there, or is there enough of the town there that would actually support baseball? Uh, the downtown is a little bit on fire. Other than that, everything else is okay. It, it has been a crazy year here, and it actually impacts the MLB to Portland front because they were – they were super vocal and kind of out and selling T-shirts and having rallies. And then in the last year, they've gone really quiet. But I, people focus so much on downtown, they lose sight of all the other things that are around the area. And so if Major League Baseball were to happen, it, it, it would still be a success here. There's no doubt about it. How big is that group that you're talking about? So it's the MLB to Portland front, and they've been around now for probably two and a half years. Um, and they they – you know, created renderings for a ballpark. Um, the, the money behind it's pretty quiet. We're not sure where it comes from exactly, but some of the guys are the faces of it. One of them was the former Blazer broadcaster. One of them was the former executive at Nike. And so they're kind of public figures that you know about. And they entered an agreement to buy a property down on the water here, which would be a dream scenario for a ballpark. And this was probably mid-2019, 
Um, and nothing has come of it really since because it was an agreement to kind of negotiate the purchase, and then again, COVID hit. So everything's gone, gone kind of quiet over the last year. The tough part with that site that makes it a bit of a hang-up is they're dealing with the same stuff that Oakland is, and that is that you're going to need public infrastructure to make it happen. So, yeah, the ballpark can be privately financed, but then you need a, a Mac streetcar and roads, and it's just an empty terminal is the site that they're trying to do it on. So that makes it a bit of a reach to try and make that site happen. But the group is still there. They own a, a storefront in downtown Portland. It's MLB to Portland. They sell T-shirts. They sell hats. So they're still around. They just haven't been very vocal here over the last year. So I guess maybe maybe we don't know these details. We are just talking about some of these issues with a potential move to Las Vegas. Like, okay, this group has a plan in place to get a stadium finance. You mentioned they would still need some public infrastructure, things like that. Yeah. What would they want out of the A's? Like, do they want part of the team? They, do they want the team? Like, what it's do they all, want from the A's? <laughs> it's all super – I know. It's, it's confusing to us, and it's kind of frustrating for fans here because – they, again, they've gone quiet. So there's a lot of fans that are skeptical, like there's no chance this is going to happen. Uh, but I don't know why you would set up the front and then you know enter the agreement to purchase the land if it wasn't a real scenario, at least, and there wasn't money behind it. The ownership stake, they said they're open for it, and this was probably in the last you know 18 months. They said you know whether it's an owner coming in and we're helping them build a ballpark, whether it's an ownership group that we need to have, they say they're open for either. Um, but again, I just the site that they're at is going to need some work because Oakland can't get that public money, and neither can Portland. With the political climate here now, it's never going to happen. Uh, there, there are alternatives. You know, there's an old mall that's kind of by the Moda Center where the Blazers play that you could blow up and build a stadium there, or you can go to one of the suburbs and do a thing like the Braves kind of did in Cobb County outside of Atlanta. So those, there are alternatives, um, but it, it's going to be a it's going to be an uphill road, and it's still kind of gray who is behind, the, at least the money behind the group. But they've claimed all along, and there's some people who want to have baseball here that just kind of believe it and say, yep, there's got to be money there, and, and we'll see if they can make something happen. So you guys you guys have the Blazers, obviously, you know, great tradition, and uh, been supporting them for a long time. Uh, a second, a second, you know, major league team, uh, does that work? Like, how would the support be on a daily basis with so many games in Major League Baseball? I, you know, I think you would get the honeymoon period, no matter whether you go to Vegas, whether you go to Nashville, whether you go to Portland. I think you got that immediate honeymoon period for like two years uh, that fans are going to support it and love it, and then it's uh, you better win. Um, you know, the, the t- soccer is really big in this area. The Timbers are huge. The Portland Thorns, the women's soccer team, are a really big deals. So there are some alternatives. Um, but there's a lot of folks who are Blazer fans that wish there was another competitor in this market because they don't really have that team that pushes them, and they're kind of a monopoly when it comes to a core four, so they get away with not necessarily being a championship contender. Um, so I, you know, I, I think there's fan support that would be there, but only for a certain amount of time, and then it would become, are you winning, are you successful? And if the answer to that is no, then you'd probably turn into your run-of-the-mill you know, Seattle MLB market where there aren't a ton of people there. How much concern do you think there is that Portland is just going to be used in this whole scenario? Oh, that's there, totally. I, that was our reaction on our show when the Oakland stuff was announced uh, immediately, was that they're going to use you just to get something done in Oakland because, I mean, the history here isn't great. We went through this with the Expos, whatever that was, 2003, 2004, and, and Portland and Washington were the two finalist cities. and That was a big deal, and everybody had to bring MLB to Portland, bumper stickers on their car, and you know, it kind of felt like it was going to happen, and it didn't. And so there's a lot of fans that have remained pessimistic that 
you know, they're just going to pull the rug out from underneath us at the last moment. I will say I think it's good that Major League Baseball has at least made this public stance because you got to figure something out in Oakland, whether they're staying there, whether they're moving to Vegas, whether it's Nashville, whether it's Portland. Like, at some point, you got to come to a conclusion, and then you can get to the idea of expanding, which I know the sport would love, and it would bring money into the owners. So that's the positive spin I have on it, whether we're used or not in this scenario. Maybe it opens the door for expansion uh, further down the road, but that fear is definitely there. We're talking about some of the competition to the uh, Vegas market, getting the A's, Portland included. Dirk Johnson does radio on the fan in Portland. When you look at some of the other candidates around the country, the other cities that may be considered, uh, what do you think is Portland's main competition? What do you think would be a good city for the A's to relocate? I mean, the only one that makes sense to me, I know you mentioned having somebody on from Nashville, the only one that makes sense to me is Vegas. Uh, You you obviously have the, uh, the, the draw of the Raiders moving there. And it's kind of the new Oakland, right? You know, the Raiders go there, move the A's there, too. It's, it's a decently close drive. So that, to me, is the biggest uh, competitor that Portland has. I think, I think Major League Baseball would be very hesitant to let them move to an Eastern time zone. And then what do you do with divisions and how do you restructure that? And then what happens with expansion markets? So I think they want to do whatever they can, either keep them in Oakland or keep them somewhere out here. Uh, towards the West Coast just to make it work. But Vegas is undoubtedly, I mean, that was the first city we thought of when this came up, and it's, oh, maybe the A's are going to move. Vegas was the first one that popped in our minds and saying, that's going to be a tough city to top because the AAA ballpark situation, the ability to expand it, it feels like they're a couple of miles ahead on the road than Portland is. Uh, And so it's going to be tough to beat out Vegas. That's at least the opinion here. So I will say, odds are the stadium is not really expandable, the AAA stadium, which makes it, it's a weird scenario here because the stadium okay. just opened, and we did we did put public money into the stadium, like to the tune of $75 million. It's a $150 <laughs> million uh, minor league baseball park, but they, they didn't anticipate, I don't think, and maybe they're going to come up with some kind of plan where it is, it is expandable. It's also, I don't know if that would be a major league baseball neighborhood, uh, that part of town, um, gotcha. make it a little too jammed up. What about Vancouver? I mean, I don't know much about Vancouver as a market, but it could be a threat. You know, I, I think Major League Baseball wants to move back into Canada, but that's always made more sense to me, moving the Rays back to, you know, to Montreal and getting Montreal a team again. Um, you got the weird travel stuff now where Vancouver's minor league team is actually playing in the surrounding Portland area because you can't go back and forth across the border. So that's kind of a weird thing right now. But I, I don't know much about Vancouver, but I think anything out here on the West Coast – I. It, if you ever bring up moving the A's to the East Coast or moving the Rays out here, to me that just makes no sense. I think they want to do whatever they can to keep them in their time zone because then you don't need realignment in the divisions. Yeah, I wonder. It's funny. Uh, everyone we've talked to in other markets, like they're sort of in, but they're also like, hey, these are the reasons why uh, we may not be in there. There's, there's sort of an apprehension here. And I wonder if it's just, one, we don't trust baseball. Two, the other thing I've thought about, do do cities really want to buy into baseball with the average, you know, age of the fan being like fifty six years old, and then you see nonsense like Tony Larusa and the unwritten rules? Right, uh, right. I think a lot of people here are like, you know, we want the NBA. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. I mean, you got the yeah. arena in place, right? I imagine they play where the night's place, so that's already ready to go, and it's a a, a more younger demographic. I, I think the only the biggest hang up here, and it will always be this, is. The political climate, uh, that's just the hardest thing to overcome in a city like Portland, where you're not going to get support from the city council. You're not going to get public money to do the things you want to do around the ballpark. So unless you're going outside of Portland and doing a ballpark in a suburb, unless you're building in a place where 
none of that is needed. And, and those options are on the table. We just don't know answers on them yet. Um, unless that happens, like the public is out. Any, any cent of public money that you need, you're going to get an immediate no from probably the majority of the people in the surrounding Portland area, um, which is tough because I think there's a lot of baseball fans that say, hey, I'm okay paying for it and the benefits it would bring and the concerts and having ball games throughout the summer. It's beautiful weather here uh, this time of year. So it's unfortunate for the, for the sports fans of it, but the political climate just makes that a really tough hurdle to climb over. There you go. That was a money shot right there. We appreciate it, Dirt. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Pun intended on the money shot. That's what I, that's what I figured is going to be the biggest hurdle in Portland is the just the climate for public money in a lot of cities, especially on the West Coast, is like public money. You know, billionaire welfare? No. Yeah, it, which is probably how it should be. Uh, but as, as we know in lots of markets, sometimes it doesn't matter if the public is 50-50 on it. If it doesn't go to a vote, you circumvent the 50-50. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with the A's. I think what would be really intriguing is, I because I do think they did this to try to put pressure on Oakland to try to give them something. Mm-hmm. And if a bunch of cities are like, nope, 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 nope. And then Oakland's like, now we have even more power. The city of Oakland gets even more power over the A's because nobody wants them. Get that mortgage tuned up right now. 877-700-NOVA is the number to call at Nova Home Loans.